guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. And welcome to episode three of Spooktober on Hey Guys, It's Meg. Every October, we see the stereotypical witch with her pointy hat, cauldron, potions, spells, and crystals. And since crystals seem to be quote-unquote trending, let's talk about them. Which, can we just talk real quick, do a little skirt skirt? I know it's like only the first 30 seconds of the episode, not even, I bet. But crystals are a part of a lot of people's religions and cultures. And like, when people take that and they make it trending, then they like hike up the prices on them. It's a little annoying. We've had this conversation before on the podcast, so like I won't skirt skirt too much, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's a little annoying. But you know, let's go back to talking about crystals because I love crystals. I actually went to a crystal convention once. This was like a long time ago. I don't remember the exact year though. I feel like I was in high school, but it could have been college. I went to this crystal convention. It was in this hotel. I remember I got there. I was like the only child. Well, yeah, I was a child. I was like the only like non-adult there. That's better. And people kind of like look at me weird, but it was so cool. I loved every second of it. There were so many crystals everywhere. I had someone make me a crystal ring. I bought a lot of crystals that day. It was a lot of fun. And I even bought like some crystals for my friends. I remember I gave them to my friends and they kind of just looked at me like, what is this rock that I have? And I was like, oh. But I have friends now that are really into crystals and it's really cool. It's really fun. I love it. I have a new crystal store that I freaking love going to. It's so fun. I got a book from Barnes and Nobles and it is called in Focus Crystals, Your Personal Guide by Bernice Cockrum. And it is so good. I like highly recommend this book. It was really fun. It flowed nicely. It wasn't too long. And there was so, so much information. So I'm going to share what I learned from this book. And like, obviously, I am not an expert. Let me just put that out there. I am not an expert. I just like crystals. And I think it goes back. You know what? We have not done this at all this season. I mean, I've thrown it in a few episodes, but we have never officially called it. But it is episode seven, and I'm going to finally call it. But let's cue the back in time music right now. Back in time music, come on. That was so nice to hear. But remember when you were in, like, elementary middle school and like your classes would go on field trips and they would bring you to like a science museum and sometimes you were allowed to bring money for the gift shop sometimes you weren't allowed to bring money to the gift shop and then sometimes it wasn't even a school related trip sometimes your parents would just go with you because they were free if you were a certain age on a certain day you ever go to like a science museum this is mostly what they had them and they had those giant like tables i guess we can call them they had those giant tables that were just full of all these different types of colorful rocks and like you could fill a bag for a set price. Oh my God, I used to love that. I used to do it so much because it wasn't that bad. I think it was like $2 or $3, maybe like $5 the most. And like most kids, when they would go to like the science thing, they'd want like a stuffed animal or some $30 microscope or something to look at the stars or one of those rock things that you like dig out the rocks. And no, that was never me. I was never like, I want this, I want that. I went straight to the rock table. I said, mom, I want a bag of rocks. And honestly, Nine out of ten times, my mom would okay with because it was just like a few dollars and I could get a whole bag of rocks because I was not that child who put like two rocks in the bag. I remember once on a field trip, I went with a friend and this girl put like four rocks in her bag and I just looked at her and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I just want these four. I said, just those four? You get this whole red little velvet bag and you're going to put four rocks in it? No, 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 no. I used to fill that thing to the top and then overstuff it. Like, it would be so stuffed that, like, workers would look at me and be like, how did you do this? Like, my mom would have to drag me away from the table. She'd be like, you're done. You're cut off. You have enough rocks in there. I'd be like, no, I can fit three more. I got this. Now I just have them in a little jar and I just stare at them. But I think that's where my appreciation for crystals came because if you think about it, crystals are, like, the adult version of that. We're gonna talk about actual crystals and we're gonna start with the colors and what they mean. And according to this book, 
I'm gonna like kind of read it, but like not read it because I don't know how much copyright that is. Black, red, and brown crystals are usually used when there is a need for grounding. Orange is energizing and encourages creativity. Yellow is considered to boost confidence and cheer people up and is good to use when there's fear or sadness. Green helps with issues concerning love, although pink helps when there's a need for self-love. I also heard that like green's supposed to be like abundant to like money related too. Light blue is for expression and communication. Dark blue and any purple can encourage knowing, you know, intuition and seeing the whole situation. Purple itself connects us to the energy around us, such as God, goddesses, universal energy, our higher selves, and so on. Clear stones bring in white light and are very good for clearing. And white stones are similar to clear stones, but a little less direct and more gentle. So that's what that said, but also to go more in detail with the colors, that was like a basic of it, but we're gonna go deeper and I'll give you some examples of some crystals with this color. Black crystals are used for grounding, like I said before, and they're also used for protecting one's energy and it's often associated with grief as well and like kind of helps you with the grounding and like getting through the situation. Some examples of black crystals are black tourmaline, obsidian, and black kyanite. Brown is also used for grounding, like we said, but it's more grounding to the earth. It's more earthy. And some examples of that are smoky quartz, brown agate. I can't pronounce the other ones in the book, so we're not going to do that because a lot of them have like really big fancy names and a lot end in ite. You think tiger's eyes consider brown? I never know. Like it's kind of yellow too. Red crystals work with survival instincts or issues and are often connected to feelings of security and stability and are also used for passion. Some examples of red are red jasper. I love that one ruby and garnet orange like we said before is more like energizing and it encourages creativity some orange crystals are carnelian another good one orange calcite and sunstone it's really pretty i like sunstone yellow is considered to boost confidence and cheer you up it's good to use for mental stress and positivity this color can bring prosperity join wisdom some examples are amber yellow jasper citrine and tiger's eye but sometimes i feel like tiger's eye can be brown like i said before green crystals as mentioned before we said are dealing with issues concerning emotions and how much of yourself you get to others it's also used to create a fresh start in life and love there's green aventurine emeralds and malachite i can pronounce that one that was a big word but i know that one because it's really cool and that's like the next crystal on my list i really want to get a piece of malachite but People say it's really, really powerful. And I don't know how to feel about that. Light blue and turquoise is used to represent expression and communication, like speaking your truth. Since turquoise has a touch of green in it, it can also help you express what's in your heart. And light blue mixed with dark blue and white is feeling calm and clearing at the same time. Some examples of this color is turquoise, celeste, celeste. I think it's celeste, big word again. Kyanite and blue lace agate. Dark blue helps with intuition and seeing the whole situation it brings enlightenment it can also help with calming and like soothing feelings of anger and some examples of this is sodalite i love this one and lapis lazuli i don't think i pronounced that right and iolite purple crystals help us work towards enlightenment and also connect us to the energy around us like i said before you know gods goddesses universal energy and the higher self some examples of this is like amethyst and lepidolite I feel like Nemo, Lepidolite. It's L-E-P-I-D-O-L-I-T-E. Maybe I'll have editing Meg come in with pronunciation that one, but you know, it's, it's really hard. Crystals are so cool, but they have really big fancy names. Hey, what's up? It's editing Meg. And I was so off with the pronunciation of this. It's Lepidolite. Pink crystals are a mixture of red and white. They are good for encouraging self-love and self-acceptance. Some examples of this is rose quartz, morganite, and 
rhodochrosite. That's a big word. I don't even know why I tried pronouncing that one. Clear crystals, we said are used for good for clearing and bringing clarities. You know, that's your quartz, your clear topaz. White crystals are similar to clear crystals, like we said before. You know, there's howlite, white jade, snow slash milky quartz, and selenite. I finally got a piece of selenite and it's a giant tower. It's like my biggest crystal and I love it. When I was like taking it out of the packaging though, because they were like wrapped it for me at the store, I like took it out and I went to go put it on my table and part of it like shattered into my hands. And I was like, I don't think that's a good sign. And there's also multicolored crystals that are made of one mineral but are more than one color. They can encompass either the traits of all the colors in the makeup or the traits of the color that's predominant. So now like fluorite and then there's like watermelon tourmaline. Which tourmaline has a lot. That's another thing. A lot of these crystals have like a lot of different names. Like, you know, there's red jasper, yellow jasper, black tourmaline, watermelon tourmaline, pink tourmaline, there's a lot. Tiger's eye has a lot of colors. I never knew that. You know your basic tiger's eye is like brownish yellow? They make a red tiger's eye and there's a blue tiger's eye and I say they, I mean the earth. Now for a lot of people, crystals are just really pretty rocks that they like to put on display and put in their house. But a lot of people use these as part of their religion and their culture, like I said before. So some uses for crystals you know some people use them with their spells which let's do skirt skirt real quick we're gonna skirt skirt i'm sorry but tell me why a few months ago i was cleaning up my books and i was reorganizing them and i was redoing my bookshelf and i found in the very very back of my bookcase a spell book and in the spell book is a bookmark from a bookstore in salem massachusetts I've been to Salem a lot. You know, I did a lot of school field trips to Salem because we learned about the Salem witch trials. So I easily could have bought in this book during one of those times because I remember when I first learned about the Salem witch trials, I was obsessed. I was like, what do you mean? This, it just blows my mind. Even to this day, I'm so obsessed with it. And like, it just, I don't understand how it got that serious that fast. Like, it's crazy. Like, what? It was so interesting learning about it. So I easily could have bought in this book, but I seriously have no memory of buying this book at all and i even asked my mom and my sister and they have no clue where it is they've never seen it before which means i might have snuck it in the house and i don't remember where i got this from or why i got it but it blows my mind okay maybe obsessed isn't the right word to use but i was just really interested in the salem witch trials when i was learning about it and for those curious about the book i'm talking about it is called the book of spells Vintage Edition by Nicola de Pulford, and the bookmark is shoved into the chapter on ancient magic. So I think I actually might have started reading it, but I do not remember it at all. And another book I read that talks about the Salem Witch Trials, but also gives a modern day twist to it, and it's really good too, it's called Conversion by Katherine Howe. But in addition to spells, some people sleep with their crystals like under their pillow or bedside which another skirt skirt, I keep skirt skirting, I'm so sorry. But at some point, my mom put a crystal under my bed and I always forget about it until I'm changing my sheets. And I'm like, what is this crystal? I need to figure it out. But yeah, my mom put a crystal under my bed and I asked her about it, I was like, what is this? Like, why'd you put a crystal on my bed? She's like, I don't know, it was for stress and anxiety. I thought it would help you. Another thing people do with crystals is use them in a bath, but you have to be careful because not all crystals are water safe. A lot of people use crystals to meditate too. And you know, when you get a crystal, there is some controversy within like the crystal community about what you should do with them but a lot of people say that you should cleanse your crystals and some people say you can use this with rice salt which again not all crystals are salt safe water not all crystals are water safe some people even bury them in the dirt they use moonlight to cleanse them their breath that was in the books the book said that some people like blow on to remove all the negative energy sound smudging like burning sage or an incense and putting it around it or even using selenite to clean their crystals and then after your crystals are cleaned 
It is said that you are supposed to dedicate and program your crystal to a specific need that you want it for. And then at some point, like whenever you feel like doing it, it says that you should charge your crystals in like sunlight or moonlight, but be careful because not all crystals can be in the sun, which I know that's a lot. It's kind of confusing. Like there's a lot of like, do this, but don't do that. Crystals also come in a bunch of different shapes. They come in tumble stones, which is like the most common. It's like the little small crystals that like everyone has. They come in wands and points and people say that the points can be used for like specific needs especially when you're like meditating or putting them on a grid which we'll talk about later guess what we never brought up again in the whole entire episode and you may be wondering megan maybe you just lost the audio to it no i did not lose the audio to it i just never brought up crystal grids ever again so really quick Crystal grids and nets are used to describe encircling an area with crystals to create a field of energy in the middle. A net is when crystals are placed around the body and it's also like crystal healing. And then a grid is the practice of setting up crystals around a room, house, or altar, etc. They can be used in like shapes like balls or pyramids, skulls and animals, or a merkaba. Merkaba. I don't know how to pronounce that word. But it's like a 3D shape of two four-sided pyramids. And obviously, most of these shapes are not naturally made. I mean, come on, you can't have an elephant shape that came from the ground. So obviously, that one's like carved and made. But a lot of crystals actually do come from the ground and they're shaped in certain ways. I found this. I'm going to have Ed and May come in here for real. Because I watched this TED talk on like crystals and how they're made. Because crystals are just made of a bunch of minerals put together, most of them. So I'm going to have Megan come here with the name of that TED talk because it was actually really cool and it talked about it a lot and I recommend it. The name of the TED talk is literally, How Do Crystals Work? Yeah, that one. It was so cool. It was talking about how like certain crystals, their components, like the atoms and the molecules, they make them shaped a certain way and there's no way they could become another way. I thought that was really cool. But there are some man-made crystals that are forced in a lab, you know, like goldstone. Is it goldstone and moonstone? Bluestone. They're like really glittery. Opalite. That's like the number one. A lot of people hate on opalite. I think it's really pretty. It's like holographic. It kind of reminds me, remember dragon tails and that little stone they had? That's what opalite reminds me of. I think that's why I love it. Besides these shapes, a lot of people will also take crystals and form them into pendulums and into jewelry. I cannot tell you how many crystal bracelets I have. Like, I have so many crystal bracelets. I love stacking them, especially with my Luca and Danny bracelets. This is not sponsored, but I love their company. You should totally check out their company. But they're great to stack with those. And going back to pendulums, we're going to talk about those real quick. I actually bought my first pendulum the other day. They're so fun. They're so cool. Often pendulums are made from crystals. But essentially, a pendulum is a weighted object on the end of a string or chain. There's also metal, wood, and seed pendulums besides crystal pendulums. And pendulums movement is caused by minute muscle movements in your arms in response to a question, which it freaks me out. Like, I don't see my hand moving, but the pendulum will start moving and then circling. If I ask a certain question, it'll circle a certain way and then circle the other way. And like, I don't know how true it is. You know, is this real? Is this not real? That's going to get controversial with a certain community here. But you know what I mean? They're just so fun to play with and I'm still trying to work it and learn it. So if anyone has pendulum tips and tricks, definitely reach out to me, please. A lot of people will also use their crystals and like the colors of the crystals to go along with their chakras. Like for example, the base crystal, I am not going to try pronouncing the chakra names because they are way too advanced for me and they're, I don't want to mess it up and I don't want to insult anybody, but you can look this up. I don't want to get too into chakras because I feel like that could be a whole nother podcast and I'm also not familiar with them at all, so I don't want to give wrong information. I did take yoga for musicians 
that was the name of the class. I did take two levels of that in college. So I do know something about chakras, but like I don't know enough and I don't feel confident enough to talk about that. But the base chakra is red and they suggest using red crystals like red jasper, mahogany jasper, ruby, garnet, red aventurine, moonkai. I love moonkai. Sorry, I keep getting distracted. Next is the sacral chakra, which is the orange chakra. And the crystals they suggest for this is carnelian or orange selenite, sunstone too. After that, the solar plexus chakra, which is yellow. They suggest using crystals like citrine, amber, yellow jasper. After that, moving up, you go to the heart chakra, which is green. And they suggest using green aventurine, green fluorite, jade, emerald, just to name a few. You can also use pink too. So you know, that's like your rose quartz, your rhodonite. Moving up after the heart chakra is the throat chakra, which is light blue or turquoise. And they suggest using crystals like blue lace agate, turquoise, amazonite, angelite blue tourmaline. I'm definitely butchering these names. After that, you move up to the brow chakra, which is dark blue or purple. They suggest using sodalite or amethyst for this. And then the very last common chakra is the crown chakra, which is light purple, white or clear. And they suggest using howlite, clear quartz, and white jade. But speaking of howlite, I've heard so much controversy about howlite because a lot of times, going back to man-made, people will take turquoise and just like dye it white instead which is crazy to me but all these chakras have their own purpose and their own things that they are supposed to be doing and i just like i said i don't want to get too much into it because i don't know a lot about it and yes this book does touch upon it but i don't feel like it touches upon it too too much so i don't want to get like super into that and the last topic regarding crystals that we're going to talk about is crystals and astrology which we will be doing astrology podcast later this season because i think it's interesting too a lot of times people will use their astrological sign with the chakras and their crystals to like work a lot with all that so going back to like the chakras the base of the root chakra is often linked with scorpio and mars the sacral chakra is associated with cancer in the moon the solar plexus is connected to leo and the sun the heart chakra is linked with libra and venus the throat chakra is linked with virgo and mercury the brow and third eye chakra is used with pisces and jupiter and the crown chakra is used with capricorn and saturn a lot of zodiac signs as i mentioned those are often associated with a certain color so aries is associated with red taurus is associated with pink or green gemini is associated with yellow or black and white variegated cancer is associated with pearly white or silver leo is associated with gold or orange Virgo is associated with mulberry or soft beige. That's so specific. Libra is associated with green or pink. Scorpio is associated with dark red or purple. Sagittarius is associated with royal blue. Capricorn is gray, brown, or black. Aquarius is glowing blue and green colors or aquamarine. And Pisces is sea green or blue. Which I find that so funny how some are so specific. Like it has to be this shade and others are like, no, not at all. But there's so many crystals in the world a lot of man-made a lot of come from different countries and it's often said that a lot of these are used for different reasons and different things so i think i might just like touch upon some like common crystals and what they're used for like amethyst is a good stone to put in the air where there's electricity or computers and it aids in intuition it's a great healer and it's both practical and spiritual amethyst is also used to help you think straight and help soothe and calm aquamarine that's another one i feel like it's used a lot in jewelry it's a semi-precious jewel that helps you get through rough times and helps you become more compassionate diamonds are considered a crystal i think that is so cool which i mean makes sense and i think the last one i'm going to talk about is tiger's eye i talked about tiger's eye a lot in this episode of real life but tiger's eye is a stone for protection 
and helps you when you need inner strength and confidence, patience, and persistence. And it's also said to promote creativity. Which, you know, some people believe in this stuff, some people don't believe in this stuff. But just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean you can be mean to others who do. Because there is science behind crystals. It's said in, like, that TED Talk I mentioned before. But crystals are actually used in a lot of things in the world. And, of course, did I write them down? No. So, Edith and Meg's going to come in here with one last fact for us. Just a very quick example of how crystals are used in our everyday lives. Quartz crystals are used in cell phones, TVs, watches, and clocks because they generate an electric charge when pressure is used on it. For an example, and if you don't believe me, just Google it because that's what I did. So, the next time that you're looking at crystals or you want to get crystals and you're like, wow, I don't know what to do, just know the internet has a lot of information for you. This book that I read is perfect for it. And... Who cares what people think and don't let people kill your vibe and bring you down. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys is Meg. You can follow Hey Guys is Meg on Instagram podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. Come back next week for another episode of Spooktober where we talk about monsters. I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.